Hello, hello, it's your guy Hans, joined as always by my friend of 25 years, actor extraordinaire, the GCJ himself, the SSA of champion of the world, <laughs> Mr. J.P. Wool. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm good, today, I'm good, man. Today, I'm... our feature presentation... Demolition Man. Yes. Oh boy. We have this is a fun one. To get into. I have many thoughts. I'm sure you do as well. But oh. first, first, before we if we get ahead of ourselves too much, uh, what have you been watching? What have you been reading this this week? Any news? Yeah. Um, so one thing I started watching is um, a friend of mine is the lead in this Adult Swim cartoon called Primal. Uh, right. Um, yeah. You and I talked a little bit about that. It's um, made yeah. by Gen- Gendy Tartakovsky, who did yeah, Dexter's Laboratory, Powderpuff Girls. Yeah, his uh, animation style is awesome. He yeah, did the original so Clone Wars before the Clone Wars, the 3D That's one. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animated. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, but uh, I've been, they dropped some new episodes for that. So I watched uh, the first, actually, just one episode. I watched that, and that was. Like, it's brutal. It's so violent. Um, So you can see the first five episodes on um, HBO Max. Oh, nice. They're really spilling out their catalog. They are killing it. They started off so confusing because it's like, we still have our HBO app, but we have this. And it's like, well, what's really on this? But they've they've sorted themselves. And yeah, Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. I I go on there like once or twice a week and I'm like, oh, this is on here now? You'll miss? It's nice. They have so much content on there. And yeah, they're doing like, a good job of very quietly doing their own uh, their own actual content like mm-hmm. that they're making, like a Netflix would do, where it's like, this is a Netflix show. They're quietly doing that really well. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, but yeah, and then the first episode of the newest season, you could get through the Adult Swim app. Okay, um, yeah, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I yeah. Rick and Morty on that a bit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's really solid. I'm a cord cutter, so I always have to, like, anytime I want to watch something that's actually happening in real time, I have to find the, the individual app that has it on there. But, yeah, they have all those on HBO Max and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, and then a couple of big trailers came out this week that I was excited about. One was uh, for a movie coming out called Mank, and it's David Fincher's new movie. Yes, who is in that? I watched that. I think you sent it to me. I think that's why. Yeah, so it's about Herman Mankiewicz, the kind of troubled alcoholic screenwriter of Citizen Kane, and played by Gary Orwell stuff in there too, right? Uh, Orson Welles, for sure. Orson Welles, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then Gary Gary Oldman plays the screenwriter, which is awesome. Yeah, Um, it's like black and white, right? Black and white, they do the trailer like an old school, like coming attraction reel. Which yeah, I is like really, that. really fun. Oh, like it's that. so fun. Really, it was a cool vibe idea. and like a real throwback. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. what they they seem to be going for there. It's very yeah. semi artistic kind of like, but yeah. Looked- I was uh, looking into it a little bit, and what's interesting about this movie is that it was written by Fincher's dad, and I think that was the only oh, interesting sc- screenwriting credit Fincher's dad ever had. He died in 2003. Oh, wow. So that's like almost two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very... Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then I just watched before I jumped on with you. There's a trailer for the new stand. Um, the oh, Stephen, Stephen based King based on the Steam. Uh huh. Oh, nice. Yeah, and that's got a huge cast. Like, who's in Whoopi that? Go- Whoopi Goldberg, James Marsden. I love um, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, so many. My that's only awesome. trepidation is that it's on CBS All Access. Uh. So. Yeah, I don't I'm care wondering what happens. I will never get CBS All Access. I refuse. Yeah, man, it makes I me just... angry. I don't know why. Maybe it's irrational, but I, I <laughs> no, I'm just not doing it. I'm not paying you for mm-hmm. this. Mm-mm. What about you? What have you been looking into, getting into? Well, I've I've apparently become a giant Bezos dick sucker because uh, I've been I've been doing a lot of Amazon watching and. Like the uh, the boys season two finale uh, came out. Well, actually, it came out last night, and I couldn't help myself, so I had to watch it. Stayed up mm-hmm. late for that. So good. I won't get into anything. I won't spoil anything. But man, I've really enjoyed this season. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the finale did not let me down. The penultimate episode was. I I know numerous people, yourself, and a couple others that watched the show but weren't caught up and. It was. I was beside myself last week because I couldn't talk about what happened in episode seven. <laughs> I was like, I have to. After I saw the nonsense that occurred, I was like, I need to speak about this, but I couldn't. God, I gotta catch up. I have so to catch good. up. So good. Highly, highly recommend that. And I also learned, like, kind of the main guy, Huey, who's kind of mm-hmm. like the audience's proxy, like the everyman. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he's. Did you know he's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, until recently. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out Mr. Sunday Movies for telling me that on the weekly yeah. podcast, which is fantastic yeah. and you should listen to. That is not a paid plug, but I just love them. Those Aussie mm-hmm. fucks. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, real quick little trivia bit. I was listening to an interview with him because he was in um, Soderbergh's movie, the uh, the heist movie that they did at like a NASCAR race. I forget what the movie oh, is called. Oh, uh, Logan uh, Lucky. Logan Lucky. Yes, which With, I enjoyed. Uh, Kylo Channing Ren. And... Yeah. Yeah. Adam Driver and Channing right. Tatum. But like Jack Quaid was in it and he was talking about he did I some. I remember him in there. Oh, yeah. Man. I like that movie, but. Yeah. He did yeah, Jack some. Quaid's great. Oh, he's yeah. So, he's really he's good. so good in the boys. Like he's just this like twitchy like weird dude and like they set up his character so well from the very beginning of like Mm. his motivation of why he's doing what he's doing even though he's this this like awkward kind of nerdy like loser (laughs) but it just works it works so Mm -hmm. well yeah that's a credit to him i'm i i'm sure like he's just he's good yeah oh he's great um he was doing a um like a rom-com or something. And the director was like, Oh, as motivation or whatever for the film, you should watch when Harry met Sally. Cause his <laughs> mom is in it. Yeah. And he was like, I've never been more uncomfortable than seeing my mom fake an orgasm. Oh my God. How- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my skin crawl. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yeah. But what else have you been getting into? Anything else? I, yeah. Again, on the Bezos train, uh the the expanse which i love uh oh. the season five trailer and release date finally came out which i've been waiting and waiting on because they apparently 
finished filming like in February before the pandemic hit and everything. Oh, fantastic. It's like, why is this? Why have we not heard about this? The trailer, awesome. Release date, December 16th. So we're getting it this year. We're getting it soon. And I, it looks so good. And no one's watching this show. Well, people are, but not enough people. It's, and I know I just got onto it in like the last month, but it is so good. If you like sci-fi, if you like, I mean, I don't, a lot of people have described it as Game of Thrones in space. And there's, there's elements of that with like political intrigue and backstabbing and different factions and plots and here and there. But I, I just, it's, it's a bit of a barrier to entry because you start off kind of Game of Thrones like where it's like there's a hundred characters. Who am I supposed to pay attention to? Who am I supposed to care about? You know, because obviously right. this giant cast, we can't, we can't care about everybody, but they, they sort that out pretty quick in the first like two or three episodes. It's like, okay, these are the, these are the players. These are what I need to do. So gotcha. I, I was, uh-huh. I was hooked on by, by episode two in the middle of it. I was like, all right, I'm in. Done. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to. I started the pilot and I liked it so far, but then I got distracted with other stuff like I tend to do. Um, But yeah, that's definitely on like my shortest of short lists for sure. And it's fun to see because it started on the sci fi channel and got canceled and then picked up by Amazon in like season three or four. I can't recall, but it's funny to see like the difference because you can tell when it goes from basic cable to we can do whatever the hell we want. There's a lot more F-bombs and a lot more... <laughs> the language changes a little bit, and it feels a little... Not that you have to curse to be good, but it feels more realistic. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, just to the way... To have that option. Yes, exactly. Like, it just... Because that's... It's just... It, it, it's not gratuitous. It's just... That's just how people talk and how people would probably talk in life-threatening situations, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. You might drop an F-bomb here or there, because... Your life is on the line, or, exactly, or the fate yeah. of the world is on the line, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that quite a bit, and the trailer was dope as hell. Looked really cool about where they're going. I have a good handle, I think. I mean, you can read the books. Uh, I didn't a little. I've been careful with my research because it's based on uh, a novel series. I believe it went seven novels, like full novels. They have other tie-ins and stuff, um, and they've been doing uh, one season per per novel and i and like i said seven so there, there should be going seven seasons it's already been renewed for six so presumably they'll finish it off which is great because you never want to jump into a story that's like well i'm never gonna see the end of it mm. but uh from what i've read the fifth novel is one of the more like critically acclaimed and that's the fifth season so i'm very excited to see where they go with it nice awesome oh yeah so that's that so great be fun. and then uh getting off Bezos' stick for a minute. Uh, we had a little bit of news. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3. I heard that. Yeah. And oh. that's on the back of uh, Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, which he had a, a like an Instagram post or something being like, I'm not blue this time, motherfuckers, that, they, that he deleted. <laughs> Is you know the Marvel, the Marvel brass got a, on top of him. The snipers came out, and he had the red dot in his chest, and he had to delete it. But <laughs> that's going to be interesting, I because I, they're clearly doing a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, 
I've even heard, I read some, I saw something on Instagram today. I don't know if it's real or not, but they're saying that Kirsten Dunst might, might make an appearance as MJ. And then also Dane DeHaan might make an appearance as Norman Osborn. Oh, he was, he was, uh, the kid. He wasn't Norman. Oh, Harry. Harry. Yeah. Sorry. He was Harry. No, no, no. Well, I see the confusion is understandable because he played the Green Goblin, which is Norman Osborn. But mm-hmm. in that movie, that movie sucked. But that movie, yeah. his Norman just like died of some weird disease. And then he's like, now I'm some blotchy faced psycho that is the Green Goblin, I guess. And they had that was like, so bizarre. They're like their basement of backpack village and villain origins. And like, it was very bad. Mm-hmm. But I like bringing stuff like that back in. Uh, and especially I've, I love the multiverse idea. Like I've heard. These are unsubstantiated and they're rumors, but there's rumors of uh, like uh, Tom Cruise coming in as like a different universe as Iron Man because Ooh, Tom Cruise back in, like the 90s, back in like the 90s, he was all on board. He wanted to do an Iron Man like as him as Tony Stark. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a great callback if that's true. I don't know if that's internet rumors, whatever. Oh, Love God. it. I'm here for it if that's the case. Oh, my um, God. That would be awesome. <laughs> They've also talked about, like, because John Krasinski, uh, Jim from The Office, Quiet Place, all that stuff, he uh, he actually was one of the last uh, choices for, for Captain America way back in the day. Um, I believe mm-hmm. he pulled himself out. There's a fun story of him, like, putting on the costume and everything, and then he walked by Chris Hemsworth and was like, no. I, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. I don't <laughs> I think it, I think it worked out for him in the long no, run. No, totally. I mean, no one's better than Chris Evans. He's the best. But uh, there's been talk of him coming back as like an alternate universe uh, cap, possibly Hydra cap, like from the Secret Empire story, which is one of my favorite comic book runs of all time. Oh, uh, my God. This would be it amazing. Could be, yeah, right. I mean, I love – I still – and there's huge – fan casting on this where it's like they want Krasinski to be Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four and his wife Mm -hmm. Emily to be to be uh Sue Storm Uh, but and I'd love to see that but man I'd I'd love a a little quick Hydra cap that'd be that'd be pretty incredible god that would be awesome maybe Emily Blunt was their first choice for Black Widow I feel like I've heard that but yeah Yeah, that's that's awesome yeah, so like they've been, they're within this MCU universe, and they're they're there's stuff going on, and I'm very excited yeah. to see what happens. Oh my god, that would be awesome! I love a good multiverse. Like I love comics, and I love, but especially with like Marvel and DC, like they can do their big events, like their Secret Empire, where someone turns evil. But at the end of the day, it's all back to status quo. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they might run a year or two. At most, like someone dies, but everyone comes back and everyone's just the character from, you know, the 40s or whenever the hell they were actually created. They, they always go back to it. So I always love the when they when they change it up and they do something different like that to throw that into the that cinematic universe. is It's very appealing to me. And I, I really I'm excited for what could come next. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're they're making some moves. That's for sure. Yeah. And I mean, they gotta they gotta make some some noise now with DC doing their multiverse, and it's like we can't be left behind. I don't think this is a catch up move by any means. I'm, I mean, Feige's 
better than that as far as world crafting, and he's not going to just change up the next 10 years of movies just to catch up with DC, but... Uh, no. I'm very excited for that. I mean, we're going to get a, our first taste of that in WandaVision, which uh, will be the next thing that we get from, from Marvel, and that'll set up the, the multiverse stuff, and, that's, and she's going to be in the second Doctor Strange, directed by Sam Raimi. Of Spider-Man That's fame. right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, there's this great clip of uh, uh, from one. I think it's probably the first, first or second. No, it's the second Spider-Man movie that Raimi did. Uh, talking about Doctor Strange, so they're trying to name. They're trying to come up with a name for Doctor Octopus, and his like little underlings like, "How about Doc Ock?" And he's like, "No, no, no. How about this, that?" And he's like, "How about Doctor Strange?" He's like, "That's pretty good, but it's taken." <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Simmons just chewing all the scenery, being the best possible J. Jonah Jameson of all time, who's also been brought back, of course. Oh, God, he's so home. good. Or, the best. I mean, uh, Far From Home. Yeah, he's mm. so good. There's, there's never been a better comic book casting than that. He's, he is J. Jonah Jameson. He's so good. The best. <laughs> But yeah, so we have a we have a lot of that to look forward to. I mean, if anything ever actually gets back to normal, um, and movies come out and you know, uh, yeah. go to cinemas and mm-hmm. sit sit in our chairs with our sticky feet on the floor and and take in these these giant blockbusters. God, I hope so. I know it's coming. Fingers crossed. But yeah, that's about all I got. I've been reading some comic books. Started the Doctor Doom run. Juggernaut run, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing really new for me. You got anything else? Um, no, let's let's jump into jump into oh, this. Oh yeah. Then let's get into our feature presentation. And now our feature presentation. Demolition Man from 1993, directed by Marco Bambilla. Bambilla, I don't know. He hasn't done <laughs> anything else. I looked. Nothing yeah, else. Yeah, unfortunately. 60% critics on Rotten Tomatoes. 66%. Mm, yeah. Starring right. Sylvester Stallone as the titular John Spartan. Fantastic name, by the way. Wesley Snipes, the tax evader himself, as Simon Phoenix. (laughs) Sandy Bullock as Lenina Huxley. Benny Bratt. Benny Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. (laughs) Salfredo Garcia. And Dennis Leary as Edgar Friendly. What is up with these names? Oh, they're so good. (laughs) So let me throw something out there. Mm-hmm. I thought I hated this movie mm-hmm. because uh, in my childhood brain, I mean, I was six, uh, nine years old when this mm-hmm. came out and I associated this came out very around the time of Judge Dredd uh, right. like, before. Yeah. Uh, so in my little child, childlike brain, I associated the two together because it's Sylvester Stallone in each and they're both action movies, whatever. Judge Dredd stunk. Poo poo of a movie that's for sure and oh rob schneider yeah both of them i think that was the connection i had it was like okay i don't 
Judge Dredd stunk. I don't need any part of this. I didn't give it any credit. This movie is awesome. This movie knows exactly what it is. Exactly. And, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a parody of an action movie because it's, it's, it's serious in points, but it knows what it is. Like, it knows what it's doing. You know? It's definitely tongue in cheek. That's yes. for sure. Yes, yeah. but not to like the detriment of characters or story or anything. Like this is a well made movie with a a well thought out story and idea. And it's I know that sounds insane for what we're about to talk about, but this is this is a really fun movie. It's so fun. It's so fun. And and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like for the most part, the cast, especially uh, Wesley Snipes, all seem like they're having a lot of fun. I feel oh. like Stallone is maybe taking himself a little bit too seriously. Yeah. But I feel like Wesley Snipes is definitely like, fuck it. Yeah, I got he knows hair. I'm having fun. I feel like everyone does kind of know what movie they're in. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, and side note, Sandra Bullock is awesome in this movie. She's great. She's, She's great. So good in she, her character is ridiculous and it's meta and it's nonsense, but she gives it her all and she kills it. She was my favorite mm-hmm. part of this movie. Like, and not to one, mention that she's like just gorgeous. Oh yeah, the I know I didn't want to say that, but the misogynistic side of me is coming out, and she is. Beautiful in this movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sorry for that because she is. <laughs> yeah, but she's also incredibly talented, and yes. that was really. I mean, I think this was the movie she did. This movie right before Speed, right? Like her next movie after this, I what, think was Speed. Speed must have been around '95. Yeah, yeah. So this was like you know this was huge for her. I mean, granted, she had done movies before this, like you know, Love Potion Number Nine and and stuff like that. But, like, this movie was her big... I mean, I mean, she's just so... She's legitimately funny in this. Like, there is some laugh-out-loud funny jokes in this. And not, like, I'm laughing at them. Like, they meant to be funny. And it is funny. Like, she's, she's got comedy chops. Yes, like, she, she does. She's got great chops. timing. She's got yeah, great, great timing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Totally. Oh, so good. All right, let's, yeah. let's get into this. Let's do it. We open... L.A., 1996. Mm-hmm. John Spartan rolls up in a Chinook helicopter. Of course. <laughs> to some battle that's going on in, in like, the middle of L.A. He, he's after our villain, Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes. His, his first action scene is him bungee jumping out of the Chinook helicopter down to this, like, apartment complex that's, like, on fire and looks in the middle of a... Like a war zone. As he yells, Phoenix! <laughs> <laughs> and right before, my favorite, he says this multiple times. They're so good at callbacks in this. He's like, send a maniac to catch one. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Oh, my God. They uh-huh. just send this one-man army into this building of, of villains and nameless henchmen and, and Simon Phoenix. He bungee jumps down. <laughs> And he, he's, he's shooting bad guys right and left. 
he's having he's having a great time just blasting people away finally makes his way to to our guy phoenix he's just sitting in like a open like a giant open room at a table just just doing drugs <laughs> just i just wrote cocaine <laughs> blast him off just having his, himself a time <laughs> and uh they have some back and forth, and turns out Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Floor's covered in gasoline, uh, which he's standing right in the middle of. Mm-hmm. Uh, snipes Phoenix. He does the he does the 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 great trope the the uh, the cigarette lit. You know that's how you. Which I've seen different things of like. Like, uh, is this real kind of videos and stuff? And, like, you can't light gasoline with a cigarette. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's true. I've seen some stuff on that. It doesn't matter. Not in this world. And not in yeah. any actual world. Not in any world we're, we're concerned about. He, he, of course, flicks the cigarette down, lights it off, and then the fire inexplicably knocks the gun out of, out of Sly's hands. <laughs> Doesn't seem to affect him in any other way. Yeah. And and he runs after him. They fight in this fiery inferno. They're punching a bit. They're they're going back and forth. Stallone, uh, it's John Spartan. What a fucking name, John Spartan. If you if you had any doubt of who the hero was, it's John Spartan. He uh he subdues he dis subdues Phoenix, carries him out like firemen's carry. While running, like I get it, Stallone, you're a beast. But like, he's got him on fireman's carry his shoulders. Like this man is like a 220 pound, just thick meat slab of a like buff human being. (laughs) Like he's carrying around, he's nothing, whatever. He's saving him. Mm -hmm. Inferno, and uh, actually, when when he knocks him out, we have some heavy, heavy foreshadowing. For what's to come at the very end, because it's he, he. What does he say? He says something about kicking his head off or knocking his head I'd, off. I'd lose my head if it wasn't attached. I'll Thank keep you. that in mind. Thank you, because that. that is, oh, that well done. That absolutely comes back into play. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he 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 carries him out. This and that. A building comically explodes. Like just. And then just a like napalm, just a massive explosion. He gets out. We get uh, an interaction with him and his like chief. Our first mention of name of the movie. <laughs> he calls him a demolition man. I'm tired of this demolition man crap. <laughs> yep. I started writing that down. They say it so many times, I stopped counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Excited about when they say the title of the movie in it, and I was over the moon when they said that. And I, I think I wrote it down the next two or three times, and then after that, I was like, okay, there's, this is just a thing that these keep doing, which I love. <laughs> I stopped counting. It was like the Van Damme splits in, in, uh, in Bloodsport. It's like, okay, I get it. We get it. <laughs> you gotta do a drinking game for this. <laughs> so... His reason for going in there was Phoenix had uh, like kidnapped a bus of people, so he had, he apparently had all these hostages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
Stallone, Mr. Spartan, he's like, no, I did like a infrared scan and it was only eight guys. It was just his henchmen in him. But for some reason, somehow, all these hostages were still in this building that just exploded. So they're all big dead. Ooh. Yeah. Which is weird because they just like arrest John Spartan for that. Like they hold him responsible for killing these people. I mean, there's no reason. Like he was trying to save the day. He was going after the bad guy. People got killed, which terrible, of course. But it's not like he, how did he know? How would he know? Yeah. It's weird. It's a little like, uh, like, uh, Con Air-esque at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, he shouldn't really be in prison for anything he did. He didn't do anything wrong, but we need this to happen for the rest of the For the movie, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> as I always say, reasons, this happens. And he's, he's sentenced very quickly to 70 years in cryo sentencing, because I guess this is a thing in 1996 that I missed, where everyone... Instead of just throwing them in, in a cell and locking away the key, they uh they just freeze their ass. Which actually sounds yeah. way better. Like if I committed a crime that dictated twenty plus years of my life, like yeah, freeze me up and and then I can come out and I'm the exact same age and yeah. <laughs> I've learned I've learned nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean they because they say with behavior yeah like behavior modification or something like 70 years with behavior modification and when we find out how they modified his behavior later in the movie it's so good so great but he's he's thrown in this chamber and uh then we smash to the future and we get uh we're introduced to lenina huxley who is the the incredible sandra bullock who we always we talked about, but I just can't say enough about how much I loved her in this movie. She's just oh, totally. She's all in on this character, and she's perfect in it. I can't imagine anyone else doing this. She nails every scene she's in, and <laughs> we get some world building. We she's like she makes her way to the, like the the police headquarters. We get some world building. We get the way they talk. It's like, there's some, like, it's slightly infantile. Yeah, it's very, like... Like, a little in the way Mad Max was when it's, like, from the before four times, like, you know, and, like, the, the boom boom happened, and, like, there's a little yeah. bit... Yeah, <laughs> the joy joy, like, yeah. we're having such a joy joy time, and be well, yeah. and yeah. and all this stuff, yeah. This is the weird baby talk that's, like, into their vernacular that's... <laughs> very odd and seems stupid at first but just somehow works i don't yeah. know how it does but it does so we we get this world building there the way they talk we get like how graffiti's dealt with we get introduced to like sewer people and like how they don't have any food and and, and rob schneider for some reason and i got and with this world building it's like They've eliminated a lot of emotions and, well, not really emotions, but, like, ones, I guess, that would be detrimental. Because, again, it's very, like, childlike in the way they talk and interact with one another. Yeah. They've eliminated the things that they thought. I got big uh, equilibrium vibes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a very, like... Like a toned I, I wouldn't say... Yeah. I wouldn't say dystopian society, but I would maybe say, like, 
in terms of the movie and the world that they built, it's kind of like a utopian kind of society. Like everyone is happy and all the stuff that they deemed bad, you know, which I wrote a list uh, down of like all the stuff, which we can talk about when that comes. Um, But all the stuff that they deemed bad are just like illegal now. I felt like it was a send up of Equilibrium because it's like, or movies of that ilk, which that movie is awesome and we will do that because. Oh my God, I love that movie. It's I like Gun Kung Fu is fantastic and we will oh, do that. Definitely. But it was like, what would happen if like it actually worked kind of thing? Yeah, <laughs> of course. And that's great. Then we, we, we established that Huxley, Sandra Bullock, she's. She's kind of bored with this world. She wants some action. Because, like, nothing mm. bad ever happened. Nothing goes on. Like, police don't really do anything in this world. Because there's no crime. There's no anything. Mm-hmm. For whatever. For all these different reasons. We then... We then get Fo- Simon Phoenix uh, at his parole hearing. Which is a weird... I, I understand, again, reasons. But, like, why... Why even thaw them out just to, like, put them back in? strange yeah i i don't understand that so he's at this parole hearing and he somehow he just like he has all this information in his head this is our first our first glimpse into that and somehow he has these these details and information in his head and he's able to escape from his cuffs he says some code word that just uh, uh, releases him so he escapes he like murders everybody he uh pulls the warden's eye out to uh to escape <laughs> This is gross. Uh, Jesus, yeah. It's like a screwdriver with his eyeball on it. It's like, mm. Using it for the o- ocular scan to get out of it. You know. Be well. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so he escapes. We're back to the like the police station headquarters, whatever, with Sandy and, and Benny Bratz and, and, and Rob Schneider. And they're all just sitting around doing their thing, and uh, one eight seven shows up on uh, on the screens as a crime committed, and none none of them understand what this is. They don't know what they're like. What is that? You know, everyone knows what a one eight seven is in in police language. I mean, we 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 all were, were around for ice ice tea and his his, his titular <laughs> opus. But, <laughs> And also, yeah, because they say like there hasn't been a a, a murder death kill. They keep calling. It. I a love that they call kill. it a murder death kill. An a murder death kill since two thousand ten. Um, since two thousand and ten, that's only twenty two years. Yeah. That's it's not like it's like five hundred years. I know. It's like twenty two years. A lot of you, all of you, were alive during. <laughs> You're not like fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah. So they're all shocked and appalled by this. They don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, "All right, we're gonna send six units to go to go apprehend them because they they're all confident. They they don't really know what they're dealing with yet. Uh, they find him. They go to apprehend him, and that's when we learn more about what Phoenix has implanted in his brain because he finds this like terminal and he starts like typing in all this stuff and he just all. He just somehow knows how things work, and that's implanted in his brain by someone. We don't know who. That's it's a that's the boogeyman at this point. Mm-hmm. These these six cops roll up. They approach. They're all like timid, and they don't really know how to deal with someone who's like 
insane and a crazy psychopath like him. So, so they're giant pussies. They're just like, uh, please, like, stop doing what you're doing, sir. <laughs> please. <laughs> you're being very cordial and polite. Of course, Phoenix, he's, he's not about that life. And uh, he, no. He just easily beats them all up. <laughs> he loves, have you noticed how Wesley Snipes loves a clothesline? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he like, loves a clothesline. He missed out on a on a supplemental career in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> maybe my favorite line of the movie. As he's beating the shit out of all these cops, we cut back to the police station and Rob Schneider, he's, we're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny and also like a good bit of world building in itself. It's like mm-hmm. they just—they're just not prepared for what this man has to offer. They—they—they they, they don't know what to do. So obviously Phoenix escapes, and we're then introduced to Doctor Cock, Doctor Cocteau, Cocteau. Yeah, I'm probably just gonna refer to him as Doc from the remainder of this because I can't pronounce that fucking name. <laughs> um, that's when we get our second name of the movie reference. I think this is when I stopped counting because I was like, okay, this is just a thing they're going to keep doing. <laughs> they're like, we need the demolition man, you know? We need mm-hmm. John Spartan. He's the only one who ever could deal with this guy. He's the one who put him away in the first place. We got to bring him back, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so they bring it. He's the one man who can catch Phoenix. They, uh, they defrost his ass, bring him back out. They, they bring him up to speed. His wife apparently is was died in like the big the big big one like again that like baby talk or like Mad Max time of dystopian weird childish talk about apparently there's like a huge earthquake in 2010 and like that's when society started to go moving towards this place where they are now where it's like everyone was just like screw this we're scared we just we'll, we'll give up all of our civil liberties and freedoms just to like be safe. Right. And then that's when we start listing off all the things that are illegal. Because right when he's, when uh, Spartan, our guy, our hero, is, is defrosted, he's like, go, he, he tells Benji Bratt to go get him a Marlboro. And he's like, oh, I don't know what that is. And then we learn cigarettes are illegal, alcohol is illegal, chocolate's illegal, caffeine's illegal, meat, meat spicy foods. Everything is illegal. <laughs> Anything that could like elicit an emotion or like a feeling. It's just like, nah, no good. We're not doing it. We also, shortly after that, he he has to go use the can. And he he, he asks about toilet paper, which this is so ridiculous and has no reason to be in this movie, but I'm really glad it is. Oh, my God. Never really a payoff either, which I want to know, but I'm kind of glad they didn't. They all laugh at him about using toilet paper. And really, when they, like spell it out they're like oh back in like the 20th century people used to wad up balls of paper to like clean themselves off after the bathroom which really paints a picture of how disgusting and unclean that really is what we just do yeah oh of course you break it down the way they did they do a good job of it but apparently they have a new method where it's just three seashells and they're just like he doesn't know how to use the seashells they have a good laugh at him because you know Look at this caveman. Mm-hmm. He's in this Neanderthal. Doesn't know how to use them. Whatever explained how that works. 
We don't know how these seashells wipe your ass. Oh, I found out. Oh, you did? Oh, well, I see. Yeah. Yeah, in the trivia, I, yeah, 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 for sure. Find out because that does not pay off in this movie. But it's such an insane, like it's nonsensical and it's beautiful, incredibly and nonsensical. It's perfect for this world they've crafted, though, and I loved it. Also, have they not heard of bidets? Like, you know, like why right. do you have to use seashells? Like, I hey, know. let's just hook up bidets. Like, like you know, like <laughs> basically every other place in yeah. the world especially like in like asia <laughs> yeah all of europe all of asia hey let's just hook up a bidet to the toilet and you know water hose the poop out no yeah. let's get some hard ass jagged seashells you know <laughs> <laughs> like i i thought about this longer than anyone ever should have and i could not come up with a way that this was like a way to clean yourself off and then be used by another human being I couldn't figure that yeah. out. I, yeah. I yeah. I could get as far as being like, okay, maybe if you, but then like you use it to clean yourself off, but then how to, how does it work for another person? But so I'm, I'm very excited to get through this and find out the answer. Mm-hmm. And we get a little bit after that, we get more of this like reoccurring. <laughs> this is a fun bit that they really keep doing. If you're paying attention, there's like, language is out like bad language like cursing is outlawed and uh we get we get it throughout and they keep it up like a worse they really speech, do a word like it's not in the forefront but if you're listening carefully it's in the background every time someone curses and a, a worse movie would just do this bit because it's kind of funny and whatever silly but this movie keeps it up in the background and i respected that so he every time you swear if you say hell damn ass shit fuck whatever you get penalized, like a voice, like a, a robot or a automated voice comes like over the loudspeaker of where you are. It's just like you're fined one credit for for your language, or whatever, because it's banned in this in this world. It's and like a keeps... digital version of like a swear jar. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I love how he just Stallone Spartan just walks up to the the machine and just lets loose a barrage of expletives. And he then grabs all the because pa- every time you say it, it prints out like a paper, like a ticket, like you mm-hmm. get like a parking ticket, and it prints out a paper, and then he goes to like take a shit because he's gonna. Use, <laughs> he's gonna use I didn't even catch that. He's gonna use all the swear jar <laughs> tickets to go wipe his butthole. This is oh great. Oh my god! And he does it on purpose. It's so good. So after he relieves himself, he empties his bowels. Whatever. Um, we get. We get the exposition that guns don't exist in this society because, of course, I mean, if you can't even swear, why would guns exist? Um, the only place they exist is in museums. So Spartan's like, well, that's that's where Phoenix is going. Like, of course, mm-hmm. the first thing he's going to do is go find some guns because uh, yep. that's what he's all about. He, he loves his guns. He's a he's a he's a red state hillbilly militia loving doomsday prepper gun lover. Just NRA, let's go. So he he makes his way to a museum. They go to intercept. Spartan and Sandy Huxley, I believe her name is. They go to intercept. On their way. <laughs> There's so much of this movie that's unnecessary, but I'm so glad they did it. 
Yeah. On the way, they're like trying to make them feel a little more at home. They're like, hey, let's, they're listening to the radio. Like, hey, let's switch it to the oldie station. Make you feel better. You know, this will, this will, the calm transition. (laughs) The oldie station is just old timey commercials and like, it's, I think Benjamin Bratt's in there too, or whatever. It's, yeah, he three. is, yeah. And, and Huxley and Braddy, they're just singing along with the Armor Hot Dogs jingle. <laughs> Armor Hot Dogs. <laughs> and do you remember what Stallone says after that? He goes, Someone put me back in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the right response. So oh, like, of course. They're stationed around and it's just jingles. It's so stupid. It's so dumb, but I don't know why it works. It just does. It's funny. Probably because both actors, Bullock and Brad, are just so committed. They're just, like, so jovial and happy and, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, they're just in this fantasy world, even though there's this chaos happening around them. Because they just, they can't compute it. They don't understand it. It's just not something that they can comprehend. (laughs) So they're still about their day, like elves in a toy shop, just having a, they're having a time. The time of their lives. So Phoenix, he's at the museum, just as Spartan predicted. He gets his guns. He like throws some some dude through through the glass. He can't break it. He's like, how much do you weigh? And he just tosses them <laughs> through, the, through, through the safety glass. He uses all his guns out, finds some future guns, some shotguns, whatever. He's armed to the teeth. And uh, Spartan finds him, of course. We is, A shootout ensues. They fight a bit. Uh, Phoenix escapes. And, yeah, if you have more to add to that, oh, please. I was just going to say, there was one little bit where it's interesting because this is the second time this has happened in a Stallone movie where Rambo is referenced. Oh, and, yeah. And, yeah, and Wesley like, Snipes, excuse, excuse me, Rambo, I need to borrow this. And I wonder... I wonder if that was like a Stallone kind of like egocentric like input in the movie or if that was actually written or if it was like an ad lib or I wonder like what. Because you see a lot of these action stars that weren't like okay, And I feel like he was one of them that weren't okay with like poking fun at themselves. Right. But then you see movies like this and Tango and Cash, which are complete tongue in cheek poking fun at the shit that they did, like the Rambos and the. The you know the, all those movies of the time that were just mm-hmm. these over the top gratuitous like body count movies and right. they and he that that makes me like Stallone he's in multiple movies of this just being like yeah this is this is ridiculous this is a send up and I'm all on board I feel like I feel like like Stallone, Van Damme wasn't yeah about that. no Van Damme no no and I think that's why unfortunately. His career isn't uh, didn't um, persevere, kind of like right. Schwarzenegger and Stallone. Yeah, because Schwarzenegger has that too, right? I mean, yeah, like, Last Action Hero, Hero, True Lies. I mean, yeah, because they're incredibly smart men. Yes, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying that Van Damme isn't a smart man, but I'm saying like, they're more savvy. They're more savvy, the, and they're more as far as the industry savvy. Went. Yes, exactly. They knew, exactly. They knew what they were. They knew this wasn't high art when you're doing Rambo three fighting with the Taliban against the Russians and in, in Afghanistan. He knew yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't yeah. an artistic movie. He wasn't like he's not going to win any awards. He was just going to be arm buttered up, firing an M60 from his hip, killing a bunch of Russians. Fun. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, in this fight too with uh, with Wesley Snipes and uh, Stallone, my favorite little quip from this is when they fall into the area, kind of like um, like yeah, there's know, like that glass of the or... earthquake or whatever. Yeah. Stallone just picks up a TV and hits Wesley Snipes with it and goes, you're on TV! <laughs> just smashes it with the TV. <laughs> you catch that. It's so good. It's such a great line. Oh, it's the best. So they have this knockdown, drag-out fight. Uh, Phoenix ends up escaping. And mm-hmm. uh, he makes his way to uh, to the doc. Doctor, whose name I can't pronounce. This old fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this, this doctor is apparently like the reason society is the way it is right now. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if we find that out here, but I'm just gonna say it. Whatever. Um, that's, yeah. He, he like, is the architect of everything. He's like the Colonel Sanders motherfucker from from Matrix Two. He he's the architect oh, yeah. of everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and the reason, and he's he's the reason that uh, Phoenix Wesley Snipes was was thought out and has all this stuff in his head to be able to escape because he wants to to use him to kill Mister um, Friendly, uh, who is oh what's his name Dennis Dennis Leary Dennis Leary, Dennis Leary thank you mm-hmm. who's like this underground leader of the cave people we don't know much about at this point but we will and uh, so that's his reason like. Like, he can't, he's, like, programmed almost like RoboCop with, like, a prime directive. It's, like, you can't harm OCP uh, personnel. Like, he he tries to kill him, and he can't, you know? Like, right. he can't shoot him. yeah, uh-huh. Like, number three or whatever it is, with, you know, or directive number three. It's, like, like in RoboCop where he's, like, you're fired! And then he can shoot him out the window. And he, and he falls with those really long arms. Watch that again. When Dick Jones falls out the window, he has these ridiculously long arms. Just, just <laughs> do yourself a favor. It's a treat. And watch that. Done. <laughs> but anyways, Done. We, get, we get all that established. So that's why he's here, right? He, he's there to do that. We then get back to... Uh... <laughs> we get back to, like, Huxley and Spartan, and they're, they're like, gearing up to go to go find phoenix again since they lost him and we get a great line from sandy bull because she is this yes, uh-huh. where she says lines that aren't quite right like she just because she's a huge fan of the 20th century like she's like a nerd like collector like she has like like lethal weapon posters like all sorts of like 20th century like 90s stuff in her apartment and everything like she she's just a she's an aficionado of the era she loves it and uh, she's, we get, which didn't like anything of this movie. We at least get a moment where Sandra Bullock says, uh, "Yeah, he, <laughs> he licked his ass, and he really matched his meat." <laughs> we get like just a list star saying "licked ass," which is fantastic. <laughs> He's like, no, it's uh, kicked ass. <laughs> yeah. Corrects her very politely. <laughs> Oscar winner, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, something about that just tickled me. <laughs> so we get through that. They're, they're on their way. And uh, we get back to... Uh, we get back to... Uh, and then the, the doctor from, from, uh, 
from before. He he approaches them all and he's like talking to Stallone to Spartan, and he like thanks him for like serving <laughs> serving his life sentence or whatever, and invites him to dinner at Taco Bell. <laughs> of course, Stallone's Spartan's like the fuck as as he should be. Yeah, yeah. So, out. Taco Bell is like the only restaurant that exists in this world now. <laughs> oh my god. It's only it's so one. funny. They elaborate a little bit later. It's like during the like fast food wars, like it's the only one that came about or it came out ahead. And now it's the it's not just the only fast food chain, it is the only restaurant that they have in this world. Is is like Taco it's Bell where they drink champagne. It does though. It's. Did you notice how when they're driving to Taco Bell, yes. though, she talks about reading up on him at the at the Schwarzenegger Presidential Library? That was my next <laughs> note. Arnold. Yes. I wrote in all caps. <laughs> oh God, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, and, and he finds out that, which is great because they had, of course, I, whether people know this or not, they had this huge rivalry between the two of them, Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like, tit for tat. Like, they would choose movies that and roles that they did based on what the other person did. Like, uh, Stallone did stop that horrendous stop where my mom will shoot because Schwarzenegger basically tricked him into doing it. He thought Stallone, excuse me, Stallone thought Arnold was up for it, and he wanted to make him think that because the movie was terrible. He wanted to make him think that, so Stallone went for it and got it as a way to, like, get one over on Arnold. And it was just this big elaborate ploy by Schwarzenegger to make mm-hmm. Stallone do Hey, Sly, I got you to do such a shit movie. Which is a whole incredible thing that I would like <laughs> to get into at some point, but not necessary here. I could talk for hours on their rivalry because it's fantastic. Oh, my God. But yeah, the fact that he put that in, that's, I mean, if it wasn't apparent already that he knows what he's doing and, like, he's aware of all these things and yeah he may have had this machismo and these this ego about so many things he still Stallone still gets it oh for sure and i love that about him that makes him so much more endearing to me that he does get it he can like poke fun at himself and even this rivalry that he took very seriously he can still poke fun at that by throwing arnold in like in his movie you know yeah yeah it's so that makes me just absolutely Stallone is is is, is just a, he's a pillar of of beauty and we need to protect him at all costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's just it, I echo our statement from earlier. He's a smart man and exactly. he knows exactly what he's doing. Yes. And you know, yeah, he he did maybe I should say that he did a lot the Italian um, stallion is what you're dancing around. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he And he probably did, a, like, a lot of, like, critically failure movies than he did yeah. a critically acclaimed. But it's like it's like that old Michael yeah, Caine thing. Rambo 1 asked, was critically acclaimed. And then he did, which were basically just commando, you know? Yeah. Body it, count, machine guns, like, killing bad guys. I mean, really, like he's talented, and and he laughed all laughed his left all the way to the bank because yep. it's like it's like what Michael Caine said when they asked him about Jaws: The Revenge. They're like, yeah. "What do you think of Jaws: The Revenge?" And Michael Caine's like, "I never saw it, but I saw the house that it built, and that's exactly. beautiful." So, I love that. 
Like we, mm-hmm. when we grew up, there was like an element of like negativity surrounded surrounding things like that. Like, oh, you don't want to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. Like, but now I, I think that's shifted where it's just like, get your bag, get your money, like do what you got to do. Like, there's no stigma. Like before, there was a stigma attached to that. Even when he was doing it, yeah. But now, like, bro, get your money, get your, get paid. Fuck it, who cares? Get your bag, get do what yeah. you got. Cares if like this is bullshit or this is terrible. Like, hammer that twenty million dollar check and let's go. Fuck yeah! Even Robert Duvall said you do one for the art and one yeah. for the lake house. <laughs> He's ahead of his time, man. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the attitude of people these days. Like you see it in 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 entertainment, you see it in sports and everything. Like it used to be, like especially in sports, it used to be like, oh, this guy left the team he was drafted by just for money, and people would like hold it against. And certain fans still do, but they're idiots. But yeah, you, like hold it against them. And now it's just like, yeah, we we understand the risks you're going through. What you what you're dealing with, like yeah, get yours. Why not? You gotta. You Bunks gotta get when your, get get that loot. Like if someone came up to me and was like, "You, I want you to do this ridiculous thing that like puts your priorities like of what you want to do with your life uh, aside for a minute, but we're gonna give you a bag full of ten million dollars." Like, Let's fucking go. <laughs> Fuck all that. I don't stand for anything. I mean, to an extent. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's never like I'm gonna do like a remake of uh like triumph of the will or something like it was never like that but you yeah know, like you could call it selling out your integrity but fuck that so i like that and uh we get to the restaurant taco bell is really nice we got a piano player <laughs> the piano player he's singing the jolly green giant <laughs> on a piano. that's so good it's so Which, good i think this is a this is a really like big poll and but I'm pretty sure that that's MTV's Dan Cortez. Really? <laughs> Do you remember that? I think oh. I think that was him. I think that was oh, like Dan that. Cortez, who was like the MTV VJ from like the late '80s. Early. That makes better. Yeah. So this movie, we talk about that a lot. Where it's like this movie was horrible, but then there's like these elements of you thought about this a lot to do this scene or that scene. Oh, in totally. This one has a lot of that, but it doesn't have the other parts of it. It's just like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. This like world building that we talk about a lot. That, yeah. It had a vision of what, it, and that sounds insane to say that about a movie like this, but they had a vision and they executed it the entire hour and 54 minute runtime. They didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't let up off the gas. They were like, this is what this is. And it's going to be till the end. And they nailed it. Yeah, of course. Is key. Yes, and I love that. I respect that. So we get into Taco Bell, and it's uh, Spartan and Huxley and everybody, and they're having a they're having a hell of a time at Taco Bell with uh, the doctors there, and they're they're chatting up. We're learning some stuff, and uh, in the middle of it, Spartan's like something's going on. Uh, he sees like something pop out of the ground, which had been happening throughout this movie so far like these little like cameras would like pop out of the the turf in the in like outside of buildings and stuff and he was confused by it the whole time which is like um oh go ahead i thought it was funny because it's like everything is new to him but he's like pinpointed on the thing that actually matters like he somehow knows that this is a thing because like everything should be like that to him 
Yeah, totally. Oh, but for that sure. Thing, he's just like, hmm, something's up with that. <laughs> and he goes out. He's like, something's going on. Like, bad things are about to happen. He runs outside of Taco Bell while everyone's still, like, at the table. And uh, a bunch of, like, extras from Mad Max show up with uh, Dennis Leary, the Mr. Friendly, their leader. And they show up and they start, like, uh, they, they, take, they try to, like, steal from a, a food cart, basically. <laughs> like, it's this, like, minivan that has a bunch of food in it. Because they're all starving. They live off the grid. They live in the sewers. They're like these mole people that don't have any food. So their goal is to, to steal a bunch of food. Uh, Stallone doesn't know this at this point. So he just sees all these explosions and chaos. He jumps in starts beating people up, you know. Uh, and chases them all off. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this. I wrote Huxley throwing out action movie tropes. I can't remember what she said. Shit. She said something after he like chases all the all the Mad Max guys extras off. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. I wish I would have written that down. Stupid brain thinking I'd remember things. <laughs> and that's so he chases them all off. He beats people up, whatever. But he he's got a little bit of mm, did I really just beat up the bad guys or like he realizes Spartan realizes something more is going on here. And uh, then we get to back to the doctor. And he reveals, like, his big bad guy plan, you know, mm-hmm. Phoenix. Uh, and his plan is that he thought him out with all these things in his head, these directives in his head, to uh, kill Friendly. Which kind of makes sense, because in this world, as we saw with, the, like, the police, like, they don't know how to deal with people. They, they wouldn't know how to... No one in this world that they've crafted would be, like, an assassin or a hitman to deal with someone that you need out of the picture. So he right. brings back this psychopath from from the 90s that he knows can do that um and so we get this whole plan and that's 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 his agenda is because friendly is like leading this kind of rebellion or whatever uh that could jeopardize the utopia that the doctors built so that's his reason for being which all really does add up and Phoenix tells him, yeah, I need these six guys that I know that unthawed. They're all in cryo. They've all, you know, just a bunch of criminals, bad guys, just mm-hmm. nameless faces, whatever. He's like, go, go get that. And I can, I can get your, I can get your job done. I can, I can do what you got to do. Uh, so the doctor agrees. Then we get back to, <laughs> we get to Spartan and Huxley and they go back to her apartment and she's like, no, nah, I, got, I got a spot for you right down the hall. Don't worry, this is where you can stay. And uh, he goes into her apartment, sees all, like, the, the 20th century merch that she's collected. She's like, I got a real 20th century apartment. Like, and it's just, like, over the top, like, nonsense. It looks like a bad 50s diner. Like, yeah, like Like, like Stella's Blue Sky Diner. You remember that place yeah, back in the day? Yeah, banging malts that they'd pour oh, on the top best. of your head. <laughs> they make you sit in the chair and they get up on another chair and like pour it on top of your head. Yeah, that's a oh, little ref. Mm-hmm. You all eat up. Um, <laughs> that place doesn't exist anymore. So yeah. if you're in Dubois, you're never mind. Um, yeah. So we get through all this and he's polite about it because it's like, it's like a, it's like someone who's like a, like a Japanophile or something who's like super into like Eastern culture and has like all. Japanese stuff on their wall and thinks they're like 
you know, like that douchebag who just thinks they're all about this culture, that, mm-hmm. and so they have yeah. to for the top. They've made it their personality. It's everywhere, and it's not at all like what an actual person from that culture would do, but they're just way over the top with it. And that's what her apartment looks like with the 20th right. century. And he's pleasant about it. He's like, yeah, it looks, looks, looks good, I guess. <laughs> she then abruptly asks him to bang. Yeah, that sex, that sex proposal, it was like... It was you know, so, like, matter yeah. of fact, just like, well, in ter- times of, like, a lot of violence, like, sex is often mixed in with it, and, like, these feelings and this and that, so, uh, yeah, let's fuck, bro. <laughs> That's basically what she says to him. He's what? Like, it's, like, all creepy. He reminded me of, like, this is a weird poll, but he reminds me of that episode of Entourage when... Vincent Chase and the boys go to it's uh, the premiere of Aquaman and all the blackouts and they go to that high school party and Turtle's talking to that younger girl and he's like I don't want any part of this whatever and she tells him oh no I'm the older sister I'm in like college and he like creepily turns to her and is like yeah <laughs> oh because <laughs> when she's like what's fuck he's like yeah <laughs> gosh. This is all about it. Let's put aside the fact that he, in his life, he was just married like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, he. I wrote that too. He was so quick to just like <laughs> asking about his wife and so sad about it. And then yeah. he was like pretty quick to like yeah. know, have sex with Sandra Bullock. I mean, Sandy B, this is a beautiful woman. Of yeah, course. Definitely. But of course. St- but still, <laughs> whatever. He's all about it. Mm-hmm. And they put on these like weird headset things. They're like virtual reality without the mask in the front. And we find out what future sex is. And it's just like these weird flashes of like naked each other. It's like, uh, it's this odd thing. Cause we find, as we find out, actual regular normal sex is banned. In this world. So this is how they have sex. They don't transfer any fluids, which is really a gross way to put it, but also exactly what happens. And it's all banned and you can't do it. And this is the way they they consummate now. It's just like sit on three feet apart with these headset these VR headsets on and like it somehow neurally links them and they I, I don't know. We don't really find out the end because Spartan freaks out. He's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Throws his headset off and she explains. And he's just like, nah. So he he still, he tries to do it the old-fashioned way. She's disgusted by this. <laughs> and also, he he calls sex something. I don't know if I've ever heard. I'd never heard before. The first thing he says, I've heard, it's something like bumping uglies. And then he goes like, into like, macho mango beatdown. Or like just something that doesn't And then he says like, hunga chunka. Yeah, he does a he does a couple laps around that nonsensical track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's still denying him. His his tongue not getting him out of this one. <laughs> no way, Jose. She's just like, nah, bro, that's disgusting. You disgust me. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, well, all right, I gave it. I gave it a shot. He goes back to where he's supposed to say, and we get. <laughs> gratuitous nudity. <laughs> you always have yeah, the prank call on the video on chat his, on his screen was just some naked lady getting out of the shower. She's like, "Oh, sorry, this isn't Mark. <laughs> Wrong number." <laughs> 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 
obscure <laughs> reason. No reason like, other than just let's show some boobies. Mm-hmm. Abs- absolutely, like, zero reasoning. None. None. It, it, like, this was a pretty, like, put-together movie of, like, every beat had a reason. This had no reason. <laughs> Anyways, they, that na- naked lady just cuts the conversation off, and then he gets to the... Somehow he starts watching some video feed of uh, Phoenix and the Doc of when they first met. I don't know where he gets that from. I don't know if that was explained. It didn't make sense to me. It just like he got, yeah, he got he got that from um, Sandra Bullock at like a a scene or two before. It was like a little like laser disky thing. Okay, because yeah, I I didn't catch that because all of a sudden he goes from like random naked lady to like figuring out the plot of the bad guy immediately, (laughs) like just on his screen. It's like here you go. (laughs) Because he had a hunch. He was talking about he's like. Why do you want this? And he was like, policeman's hunch or cop's hunch or something yeah. like that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust your gut, you know. That's what a good yeah. cop does. Mm-hmm. So we get that. He's he's on to some stuff. He watches this video. He uh then we, we cut to the next day and him and Huxley are in the car. He's like apologizing. And his way of apologizing is over the night he knitted her a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. Which is hysterical in itself. But then we find out, he's like, yeah, I just had this, like, uncontrollable urge to knit. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's weird. But then we we find out during his time in cryo, they, like, implanted these things in his head, which is, like, I guess supposed to, like, subdue you and make you more docile. So that was, like, how you were supposed to be rehabilitated or what have you. Exactly. And the thing that rehabilitated him was, I guess, knitting. <laughs> And that's when we find out that while he, while Spartan was implanted with knitting, Phoenix was implanted with all sorts of violent delights. And like, like and they roll through all the things. It's like kidnapping, murder, like whatever. And it's like, well, didn't he already know how to do all this to begin with? But okay. I thought so. I guess not. I guess it's just like, let's double down and make sure he doesn't forget how to MDK people. <laughs> okay. God, they say that so much, and I love it. So, after he gifts the sweater, uh, him and Huxley go to confront the doc. Uh, they, they they both threaten each other, whatever, sure. He shoots some computer screens or something, not a big deal. Um, and then the, the, the doc's like, uh, we're putting you, Spartan, you're, you're off the reservation. We're putting you back in cryo. You know, you're, you're done here. You're screwing up my plans. Uh, take you off the board and instead Benny Bratz and uh Sandy they're like nah we're with him we're we're we're, we're gonna see this through to the end we're gonna go solve this case we're gonna make everything mm-hmm. right and they make their way into the sewers for some reason oh did you catch that other Sandra Bullock funny like miss yes! line no she goes let's go blow this guy <laughs> <laughs> and then Stallone's like away yeah. <laughs> Blow this guy away. <laughs> so, good. so good. She just this delivers like, this like, childlike innocence. Like, yeah, let's go blow this guy. Such oh, panache. No. Such panache. Sandy, you don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so they get into the sewers. Uh, Spartan eats a rat. 
um, <laughs> from a sewer food truck or something. I don't know. That was really like a, weird. A rat burger, and he like, yeah. takes a bite of it, and he's like, "This is rat," and they're like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Best burger I've had in years." You're like, "What?" So weird. He doesn't like spit it out. It's just like cool. And he ate the whole thing. Yeah. I wrote on. I, I wrote on in Rome. You know, it's like. You go to some different culture, uh, a friend of yours has a different culture, and they're, like, cooking you their their food from their family or whatever, and it's, like, this weird stuff. You want to be polite? I guess he just has manners. Farn's got manners. Yeah, yeah. And I guess if they outlawed meat up there, you know, and he hasn't had meat in a while. The best he could do. Yeah. He eats yeah. a rat. He's fat and happy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they start to search the sewers after he's got his belly full. And they meet up with Friendly, uh, fucking Dennis Leary of Rescue Me fame. <laughs> also, I noticed something when I was watching this, and um, one of Dennis Leary's underlings like points a gun at Stallone, and Stallone like pushes the gun away. And I went, "No, no, that can't be." And I looked up on IMDb. That person is a young Jack Black. Oh, I didn't even see that. It was honestly. like a, it was a yeah, split I, I second for me. You're talking about he just yeah because they're like in this standoff with guns pointed and he just like whips his hand up and like pulls a gun away in the middle of it very like violent for what's happening. I didn't really exactly like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So that but in that scene that's when he realizes oh friendly isn't the bad guy like he starts to understand like what his fight's about what he's doing and he, he realizes oh these are unlikely allies. Then uh. We get back to Phoenix, and he's got all his, his mates. They're all unfrozen. And he gives this, like, Viking-like pump-up speech to them about, like, pillaging and, like, everything <laughs> and other things. And they're, they're all riled up. And then they, uh, they after they're all riled up after this, this Norse god speech, they, they, they attack Fred in the sewers. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fight ensues. Uh, they eventually chase Phoenix out of the sewers and uh, find an old muscle car, like an Oldsmobile, that Sandy knows all about. Of Just course, she knows every, like, I don't know if I've ever met 20th somebody. 20th century file or whatever you want to call it. She <laughs> these things. And then we get this great car chase. Phoenix is in, like, he steals Sandy's police car, and we get Stallone and his Phoenix in, his, in this souped-up muscle car. Like cherry red, everything. It's so great. Um, oh, it's awesome. They chase each other for a bit down the streets, and of course, Spartan eventually jumps from the muscle car to the police car and throws throws uh, throws Phoenix out. Um, and he, he tucks and rolls. He's fine. Um, Phoenix then goes back to to the dock. And they're having a chat. He's not happy with him, so Phoenix gets around his prime directive. And gets one of the guys he thought out. He's like, shoot this motherfucker. <laughs> Which was Jesse Ventura. Did you notice was that? Was it? That oh, was Jesse Ventura. God, I didn't yeah. know. Oh, Captain Freedom himself. <laughs> <laughs> also, really quick, about that car chase. When Stallone's car crashes into the, like, uh, the fountain or whatever, mm-hmm. he says what I think might be my favorite line in the whole movie. He's just yelling, and he's like, Break you Mickey Mouse piece of shit. 
<laughs> what do you mean? It's so good. I don't know, but I love Nothing. it. It's so good, and it's perfect in this world for some reason. Mm-hmm. So the big bad's dead. Phoenix is off his leash. They uh, they find they they the heroes. They go. They're in search of of him. Eventually, find him. He's like trying to thaw out like eighty other criminals to like basically build an army. And he's just gonna rule everything. So they're on. We get the you, the whole trope like we're on a clock now. You know, it's always something like a self destruct or there's always got to be some sort of clock. So always, we have a clock always. when these criminals are gonna be dethawed because it's it's not a immediate process. Um, before they get in, they they get to this wherever he is doing this. I guess this dethawing station. The him and Spartan and Huxley fight some people, shoot some people, whatever. Before they go after him for good, Spartan shocks Huxley. He's like, he, I guess, like out of in a weird like sense of mercy, because she shoots a guy and she's clearly like not okay with that. Mm-hmm. No one kills anyone. She's like, I took a life, and like, so he he takes her out of the equation. Like, so he, she doesn't have to do this dirty work. He just stuns her, lays her down, and just basically euthanizes her from the plot, and. <laughs> and again, we get send a maniac to catch a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> he he gets the beret. He gets the beret, beret and he's just ready, ready to rock. Getting to for no reason, I guess the police in 1996 are standard issue berets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so after taking Sandy out of the game, he finds Phoenix. They fight. They punch for a bit. Uh, it goes on for a while, but. Phoenix eventually is about to kill him. And Spartan grabs some, like, cryo MacGuffin off the ground that's conveniently next to him and smashes it, and it freezes freezes Phoenix. And he jumps up off the ground right before this happens, Spartan does, and kicks his head clean off, which callback city, baby. <laughs> callback. But it's also kind of ironic, too, because now that you say that, because Phoenix had Stallone kind of in a similar position at the beginning with the gasoline. Yeah. It was like it was fire. Yeah, on and the ground. Stallone, right. That it just Stallone flips ground. it and it's ice. 100% right. I didn't even pick up on that, but absolutely you're right. <laughs> but man, the kick, the kick with, with Wesley Snipes' head flying off and like the red ice and it's so all that. Good. It's so, oh, it's so good. Bounces away like a like a football out of bounds, and so he's he saved the day. He he runs out of this chamber wherever they were fighting, and it's exploding because of course um, mm-hmm. he escapes. He's fine. He saves the day. Meets back up with Sandy, who's Huxley. She's she's regained consciousness. She wasn't too thrilled about it, but understands what he was doing. Mm-hmm. A big old dip kiss, like like on VJ Day, like that old that old famous picture of the sailor kissing the kissing the lady in Times Square on VJ Day. Like dips her, plants one big sloppy one on her. Sharing fluids doesn't matter. He's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. And it ends with him asking. About the seashells. Boom credits. <laughs> and is it just me, or was that like the worst credit song like, it ever? Great. It wasn't great. It just didn't make any sense. And it wasn't yeah. like, 
you know, it just, it just, I didn't like it. I'm with you. It didn't quite fit with everything that was happening. It was just like, okay, we're done now. Yeah. I love that. I love the not explaining the seashells though. But then again, credits, that's, that's demolition, man. That is demolition, man. Like so ridiculous. So fun. Um, And I cannot wait for your trivia. Yes. Lay it on me. So, not surprisingly, there was a ton, ton of trivia on IMDb for this. But I've got, I picked out some of my favorites. Please. Um, So, one of the screenwriters of this movie, Peter Lankov, I think, believe is how you say his name. um, He brought back MacGyver, Magnum P.I., and Hawaii Five-0, like the reboots for TV. So he making he making money, he making yeah. that loot. Of course, um, Stallone. That's syndication money. Oh my god, that syndication money, especially with Hawaii Five O, because that show has gone on for like ten years. Oh yeah. Um, the new one, the tweeter from Varsity <laughs> uh, Blues. <Yeah. laughs> that could be a one we talk about too. <laughs> I'm that, okay with that. If we need, we'll, we'll maybe for the Super Bowl we'll do a sports movie and we'll do Varsity. Oh my Blues. god to the list right now before I forget. Yeah, I like um, uh, Here goes my hero. hero. Watch him. Watch it as he goes. Stallone described the cryogenic freezing scene as, quote, probably the worst five hours I've ever had on movie sets. I was terrified. That scene lasted forever. They just like put this goop in there and like, and he's there's like, no out. Mm. like slowly being succumbed with it. It's a weird scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very weird, very bizarre. Lots of goo. Um, Snipe, Wesley Snipes kicks and punches look a little lurchy and awkward on camera because originally they were too fast and blurred because he's an accomplished black belt. Oh, his, yeah, his he's got martial arts experience. I mean, you see yeah. that through in all the Blade movies. He's kicking vampires with his swords and yeah. everything. Yeah, badass, badass. So, yeah, they asked him to slow his punches and kicks down. So that's why sometimes they look a little, like, lurchy that makes and sense. awkward. Oh, side note, I hope that they make in the new Blade with Mahershala, who's going to be awesome in it because he's oh. he's. I don't need to talk him up. He's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. I hope that they bring Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is like back as Whistler. Wouldn't that be great? Whoa! Wouldn't that it? That would be pretty awesome. Great Whistler, because he's older and like, yeah. I don't know. I've I've heard I heard so many like horror stories about him on the third Blade movie. I wonder if he's like burned that bridge. Oh, yeah, he eventually became a huge diva and just, like, was uh, unworkable. Like, you couldn't work with him. I think he's learned some things, maybe got some humility, because he was campaigning pretty hard for a Blade reboot to be Blade again. But then when Mahershala got it, like he said, I mean, this doesn't necessarily mean anything, but he was very, like, cool about it. Like, he sent out, like, a tweet or an Instagram or something being like, look, I wanted this, but, like, he's going to obviously kill it. It's going to be great. Like, I'm all on Mm -hmm. I support it, this and that. Like, So if he's still a crazy diva, I wouldn't think he'd do that. True. That, yeah, for sure. softened after his time in the clink. I don't know. Yeah, 
he's he's seen the errors in his ways. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you go from okay. star to you know your inmate number seven sixty seven, like or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a different life. It's probably it's got to be humbling. <laughs> of course. Oh no, of course. Um, let's see what else. But I anyway, here. yeah, has nothing. To oh do. yeah, carry on, please. Um, Stallone originally wanted Jackie Chan to play Simon Phoenix because they're good buddies. Um, oh, they mentioned Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. In a in a somewhat kind of like backhandedly racist comment. <laughs> it's like they asked, what? like she she like Sandra Bullock knows all this like martial arts, and Stallone's like, "Where'd you learn that?" And she's like, "Jackie Chan movies." Yeah, like like of course I learned them. And you're like, wait. I kind of thought that because there was a couple of like backhandedly racist comments. Yeah, because it was the nineties, and you know, yeah, just mentioning another anyone outside of like white people was like progressive at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, like, something like that was probably actually progressive giving giving some sort of backhanded compliment, kudos to an Asian martial artist. <laughs> <laughs> Come a long way, baby. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yikes. Um, Sandra Bullock actually actually replaced Lori Petty from uh, Point Blank, Tank Girl, um, sure. uh, uh, A League of Their Own. No, was oh. she in A League of Their Own? Yes, she was. She was Kit in A League oh, of Their okay. Own. Okay. Nice. But she, she, but Lori Petty is Keanu Reeves' love interest in Point Blank. Point Break. What did I say? Point blank. Point yeah. break. Those are two different movies. <laughs> Wildly different movies. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess Petty... Which we will be do... doing in like two weeks, by the way. Three weeks. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's recorded, so don't hold me to this, but this is happening. <laughs> um, I guess Petty left due to creative differences. So Interesting. Um, this I'm is, glad. This is... I mean, no yeah. shade on her, but Sandra Bullock, God I, I don't think this movie works without her, honestly. I really don't. I don't think this movie works at all without her. I think she's the reason this movie is is so much fun. She's, like, so committed to it. Yeah. And she she's, like, says, in on the yeah. joke, but not, like, to the point where she's mocking it. She's just all on board. She's playing it, she's playing it actually, like, pretty seriously, which I yeah. think shows her comedic chops. And it's, right. like, if you play it, like, you could play it tongue-in-cheek, but she played it the only way yourself, you could yeah. to make it work. Exactly. Like, that's a true goddamn professional right there. Because she could have gotten on that set and been like, what the fuck is this? This is all nonsense. Like, what are we doing? And then phoned it in. She, exactly. She dug in and fucking, she made the movie. Exactly. My, okay. Oh, totally. Um, here's one that I think you'll enjoy. Simon Phoenix's blonde hair. Oh yeah, we didn't mention that he's just bleach blonde, like like a like Lance Bass in this fucking whole movie. (laughs) Him dyeing his hair actually um, inspired Dennis Rodman to start dyeing his hair different colors. That was Rodman esque. I believe that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he inspired the worm. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Let's see. During filming, Rob Schneider became friends with Sandra Bullock. And she was talking about her next movie project. And Rob Schneider had some reservations about her next project, which was, quote, some bus movie. Oh, speed. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
I thought about this. Like, are Stallone and Schneider like buddies? I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they I, were. He loved his time on Judge Dredd and been like, I like that guy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm not a huge, like, I don't, I'm not a huge Rob Schneider stan by any means. Like, I don't find him all that funny. Like, nothing against him. I don't mean to just, Right. He's just whatever. I don't have a lot of thoughts on him. But he's like, I mean, it seems like he's in Stallone's crew. And he's obviously in, like, the Sandler crew. So he must be, like, a really likable guy, you know? I mean, I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's never done anything to make me think he's a piece of shit or anything like that. But Exactly, right. I mean, that's just that whole thing of, like, you see wildly talented people not do so well in the entertainment industry because they're dickheads and no one wants to work with them. But then yeah. you see people who are like, meh, like what? Uh, like, not that they're untalented, but that, you know, they don't blow you away, but they keep working. And I think a lot of that has to be like, you're just a decent person offset. Like you're a human being and like people like being around you. Mm-hmm. Nice and not just a complete dickhead. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I, that's, I guess, yeah, definitely, because, I mean, he worked, he worked quite a bit, like, in the early 90s, you know, after right. his SNL it's stand. It's Sandler crew that, like, mm-hmm. just makes dollar after dollar, like. Oh, my God. Like, so that's, much money. Like, if I could have any, if I was, I'm obviously not in the entertainment industry, but if I was, if I could have any career, I'd want to be in, like, Sandler's crew. I don't care that half his movies are terrible. It's, like. He just wants to go hang out with his friends and fuck around. And make money. Lots of and money make doing millions it. Millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. I mean, that's I'm just hanging out with my friend right now and I'm not making it a goddamn thing and I'm having a, a great time. Oh so, my god. Yeah, exactly. Way too great. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um okay, what else? Two things left. Um the body count in this movie oh. pretty high. 72. Really? 72. That is pretty high. I didn't yeah. even that. I don't know if they count like the people, the hostages at the beginning. I don't oh, know if maybe. you count that since you never see them. But still, I think they count a number of people we didn't realize were killed. I think they mm-hmm. count like because they make like an offhand remark that he killed those six officers that came to to arrest Phoenix like at the very beginning. But he just oh, kind of right. Like, there's no yeah. real, it's not clear that he murdered them. Like, right. Like, he just, like, kicks and punches or, like, throws through a windshield or something. But apparently he killed them. <laughs> oh, they do okay. Make yeah. To that later, there's, like, mm-hmm. killed all these people. It's like, oh, they died? That sucks. <laughs> yeah, geez. I don't remember that. But, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I saved my best for last for you. Oh, hell yeah. Lay it on me, baby. So, Stallone said in an interview the way they intended for the seashells to work. Two shells were used like chopsticks or to clamp together to pull waste out of the body. And the third was used to scrape what was left over. (laughs) Okay, this doesn't answer any of my questions because reusing them... Again, that was my first thought is like, okay, you could use them. I could see how that could wipe your ass because those shells have ridges on them. They could clean everything off. I get that. But then how are you reusing them for the next person? This is going to have shit from the last guy that dropped a load in there. Yeah, sanitization is not explained. 
Yeah, maybe maybe toilet paper isn't that savage, dicks. Yeah, here you. <laughs> but that's that's it for my. That's trivia. awesome. That's oh, fantastic. Yeah. You outdid yourself. <laughs> Thank my you, favorite sir. part of this is just your trivia bit because I always. I, I make a point not to look up trivia because I want to see what you're going to bring. <laughs> Just like Thank be you. excited about it. And you, you do not disappoint. And you do not. <laughs> Thank you so much. Man, that was, that was demolition, man. I mean, next week uh, will be Halloween week. So we're getting a bit of the spooky. We're going to do Overlord. If you're not familiar oh. with Overlord. Overlord is basically a paratrooper invasion of D-Day mixed with Nazi zombies. I I saw that's this movie in the theater. That's how, that's how I would that's how I would explain it. I haven't it. seen it yet. Definitely. I'm very excited to watch it. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I had so much fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm really excited to watch it. I've tried multiple mm-hmm. times and I'm like I'm just not in the mood for this. I'm not right. a big like horror movie kind of fan. It's just not my bag. It's just not my thing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, everyone yeah, has Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh-huh. But I've been wanting to because it feels up my alley. I like I like a little, like, horror, historical, like, fiction. You know, it's like, this is based on a thing that happened. I mean, I love history. I, one of my, like, many degrees is in history. <laughs> not that I use, <laughs> but I have one. <laughs> So I love it. It, it. it thrills me to no end. And then to to see it mixed with this uh, paranormal or like extra normal kind of event, I'm I love a good zombie movie too. So I'm, I'm I think very, you're gonna enjoy it. I'm very. I think you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Russell's son's in it, right? Wyatt. Mm-hmm. I love Wyatt Russell. I kind of, I mean, I, I'm sure we can expand more on this when we review it yeah, and we're talking about, about it. The film. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of saw it as Wyatt's thing, you know, because Kurt, Kurt's big movie, like his big horror movie was The Thing. I kind of oh. saw this movie as Wyatt's thing, personally. Interesting. I like that. I like that you said that for anyone who's listening to go into this movie with that in your head, because I'm definitely, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I sort of want to watch it now. <laughs> might actually, I might watch it this weekend. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah. Well, that's next week. Uh, hit us with where you can find us. All right. Um, action movie at Action Movie Book Club on Instagram, um, and then at Action Movie BC on Twitter. Um, I've, I on, on our posts we use a lot of just like hashtag Action Movie Book Club hashtag. AMBC. So just like hit us up on there if you guys have any requests, yeah. questions, yeah. things of that sort, things of that. Say nature. hi. Tell us what you want to see. I mean, we're anyone. If you come up with a good movie, we're all about it. We'll we'll dive deep into it, and you'll get this brand yeah. of nonsense for whatever movie you're you're excited about. And yeah, we'll and I think that's it. That's it. Anything yeah, that's else all I got. Add? That's all I got. You want to take us out? Yeah. Happy trails, Hans.